0: The book of Ruth is early in the Old Testament. Joshua judges, then Ruth. Ruth was obviously a very significant lady because her story is put in before the ancient kings of Israel. So Ruth, chapter 1, reading verses 6 through to 18. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people... Will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realised that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. May the Lord bless to us that reading from His Word.
1: Good morning. Well, life does not come with a manual, but it comes with a mother. And so today we can be all thankful for our mothers. I know Mother's Day is always a bit a strange day for some people, because, you know, of the relationships we have, but our mothers have given life to us, and so this is the reason to be thankful for and to focus on. The first Mother's Day was held in 1908, Anna Chavez was inspired by her mother. Now, her mother was a very ordinary person. She was a Sunday school teacher and she had Mother's Day workshops for young mothers, teaching them about health and raising children. And she also helped in the civil war. She looked after the soldiers, the wounded soldiers from both sides. She was a peace activist. And Anna Chavez wanted to have a day set aside for mothers. Her mother died in 1905, but then in 1908, she finally got the permission and the day was set aside, the second Sunday in May, because this was closest to the day her mother died. And uh, so, you know, today it's worldwide celebrated in most countries on that day, in other countries on another day. So Anna Chavez was inspired by her mother. And this morning, I have invited Three ladies from our congregation, who are also an inspiration and who had mothers or have mothers who are an inspiration. My first mother is Mel, if you all can come up, Mel and Heather and Marie. And then I will ask these mothers a few questions and they will share a little bit about their life and I know they will be inspired. Um, as we hear, we will be inspired by their testimony. Mel is a MOPS leader. MOPS is a ministry of our... Oh, you stay here. <laughs> <laughs> MOPS is a ministry of our church, and Mel is one of the leaders. Now, you all know Mel is married to her, her husband, of course, having three lovely children. And they have two cultures in their family. And Mel is sharing a little bit now about her experience as a mother.
2: Hi, how are you going? I'm Mel Stevens. There are two cultures in my marriage. Um, I'm Australian and my husband is Kiwi, so we don't often see eye to eye. (laughs) Um, So firstly, happy Mother's Day, happy Auntie's Day, happy Grandmother's Day to everyone. Um, I've got three kids, Flynn, six, Indigo, four, and Skylar, 1.5 years old. Um, I think one of the challenges of parenting is, like many jobs, you don't often get... You don't get, often get feedback. Um, you work hard every day, but you don't often get you know see the fruit of it daily. Um, God has taught me in this mothering journey to be patient and to know that you know, things take time, and just to trust in Him and be patient. Um, I often think I'm not actually getting anywhere raising kids because just of the lack of fee- of daily feedback. I do get hugs, and I do get I love yous, you know daily every second day, but. Um, I really always feel that the, this, the job of mothering is quite immeasurable, um, and I just can't gauge how well I'm doing as a mother, um, but every day there are incidences, or some days there are incidences and occurrences that, in life that help me gauge if I'm actually doing a good job. Um, one big challenge of um, since having kids is getting to church on time. I always think that the church would be absolutely mortified if they knew how Close, we actually live to church um, in the country. Some people's driveways are longer uh, a longer distance than from my front door to the front door of the church. Um, that's why we don't put our address in the church. In the church, but no, <laughs> yeah, we always have never think we always think we'll never make it out the door. But, and we always sometimes think maybe it's easier staying home, but we always, we always come here and then the welcome team has the most, the least judgmental smile on their faces and then there's always Selwyn at the front and at the back saying better late than never every week and we always feel (laughs) really good after that. I admit another thing, another challenge of mothering is I admit I have not listened to a complete and full sermon in about six and a half, seven years. Um... I, I admit this is an admission, <laughs> and it's the, oh, it's the brutal honesty. Um, just due, due to the distraction of little ones, I've got two in kids' church right now, which is really awesome. Um, but just one left, and I do get, I do get bits and pieces. And often, when everyone bursts into laughter, I'm like ten seconds late because I have to ask my neighbour what it, what was so funny. So. So that's why I really rely on the fellowship I get through playgroup and MOPS and um, through Lace and through these other events that I go to. Um, and sometimes I feel like I, have, I actually leave, you know, more exhausted than fulfilled. But at the same time, I know how important it is to bring my kids to church and to to just to to fellowship with other kids who you know who I know their I know their parents are from this church family. Um, and I know that we we worship a God who doesn't want us to just bring our kids to church when they know how to behave properly or how to pray properly or how to sing properly. He wants, he welcomes us, he welcomes them. And I know a lot of you guys uh, feel encouraged when you see young families grow and young families attending church. Um, Other challenges I have are hearing, like my kid, my Flynn, who's six and a half, he says he doesn't want to go to church all the time. Church is boring. Um, What did you learn today at church, Flynn. I didn't learn anything because church is so boring. These are conversations with my grade one child. But then he comes home after school and he tells me that he invited a kid to church or a, a kid to a non-believing kid to kids club to the June holiday kids club. Um, and then I hear he's asked a non-believing family member if he if he knows Jesus, and Jesus is really cool. And he's asked another non-church-going family member. Um, it, why they don't pray to Jesus before they eat, you know? And I really rely on these um, these conversations, these occurrences, to to gauge how well you know I'm doing as a mother. Um, Another time he very excitedly came home on a Friday and said, there was a teacher at school and she's she's Chinese and she knows Jesus. As if being Chinese and knowing Jesus was like doubly awesome. <laughs> and I, I later found out that this was the first day of religious education at school. And yeah, so... Um, I think despite him having a bored attitude towards church, he, God is actually really working in him every day. And um, I feel, yeah, encouraged by that. Um, yeah. I think I'll stop there.
1: Thank you very much, Mel. <laughs> okay, now we have uh, Marie College. Marie's a mum and a grandmother and she has been working in schools. Or is working? No, i not. Uh, not has the-
3: been working in schools. So share a little bit about your experience. Good morning, everybody. And wherever Mel's disappeared to, she's doing great. Um, I've been there and I've done it and got the T-shirt. Um, as um, Charlotte says, I'm a mother of three and a grandmother of three. Um, and but I'm much further along the journey of life of motherhood than Mel is. Um, and she'll get there. Um, Sorry, I'm not very well prepared, this sort of was sprung on me yesterday Uh, and I haven't had a lot of time to gather my thoughts. Um, I've been in this church for a long time, our family has grown up here um, and Mel's um, comment about always being late for church just brought back a whole lot of memories and how difficult it is actually to get to church sometimes with young children. And I remember that that was a struggle for us too. And um, I always remember, actually, Bev Hood came and said to me one day, this is years ago, sorry, I won't look at you, Judy. Um, and um, she said, it is so encouraging to see you young mothers with young children persevering every week to come. And that, I have always remembered that. And um, I've, I want to pass that on publicly now, but I also try and make a point of encouraging other mothers Um, young mothers with young children to just keep plugging away. Um, My philosophy of motherhood is um, particularly for church, don't drop them off, join in. So consequently I have taught in Sunday school when my children were in Sunday school and kids club. Believe it or not I still have children that go to kids club. I don't think Miles is ever going to leave, um, and that has been a huge blessing and encouragement as a mother to um, see that our children have been trained up in the ways of God. Um, as Charlotta said, um, I have worked in school libraries. I have. Um, I feel like I have had a lot of influence over children because I've worked with children either in ministry areas and professionally I have worked with a lot of children Um, and one of my passions is reading and um, I just love connecting a child with a good book so they become a reader. We can plug away at the sight words and the take home readers but until they get that book they really want to read then they're not really a reader until that happens. Um, and that just warms my heart so much and I just get so much satisfaction out of matching up books to children. Um, Probably in all, both professionally and in church life, um, I don't know really how much influence I've had, but um, I think the key is prayer. And that is another passion of mine, I guess, is praying um, and... I think that everything that I have done as a mother or as a mother-like figure and to guide and influence, particularly children, um, I don't think I'll ever know the influence. Um, But I know that it is multiplied and magnified and empowered through prayer and consequently um, I love the fact in Kids Club we do spend um, time in our meetings praying. Praying for Kids Club, praying for the success of it. And it's coming soon and I'm really excited. And that's just a plug. Um, um, just as an example of um, prayer and um, I'm going to share a story which is like really close to my heart. A friend of mine, a close friend of mine, died last year. Um, and she has children the same age as me. And the last time I saw her, I held her in my arms and she just cried, I want to see my grandchildren. She has no grandchildren. She had no grandchildren. She's still, there are still no grandchildren. Um, She passed away, as I said, just over 12 months ago. Um, And I was, thought, God, you know, either you've got to keep her alive so she sees her grandchildren or What? Um, and he just revealed to me that, um, you know, because I had the, the verse on my heart, um, um, Delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And she had such a desire to see her grandchildren. And she delighted in the Lord. You know, in that, those last months, she was just constantly, you know, just, she was transformed by Jesus. And um, so I have, um, it came to me, I'm sure it was a Holy Spirit revelation, came to me and said pray for her grandchildren. So I have committed to regularly pray for her grandchildren even though she's not going to see them now, I want her to see them in eternity so that they will grow up. They're not even a glimmer in an eye yet, I don't think. but. Or whatever grandchildren she's going to have, I just pray that they will grow up to be men and women of God and that they will be united in eternity. And that, to me, is where I think I can make the most impact, is just by praying. Thank you. Thank you very much, Marie.
1: Now I have asked Heather... I've known Heather's mum when I came to Australia in '83 for the first time. Heather's mum was part of the church, sitting always faithfully every Sunday here with Heather. Now, Heather has a very unique story and she has, for 29 years, she has hosted students and given a home to students and
4: she tells a little bit about her story. Thank you, Charlotte. Good morning, everyone. Well, back in 1989, um, one of our church neighbours came to the church here and asked if she might be able to use this building um, to – she was bringing um, high school students from Japan to study English and um, the church agreed that um, she could hold the classes here. And then she asked families within the church if they would like to host the students and the teacher. And quite a number of families in the church agreed to host the students, but nobody wanted to host the teacher. So I agreed to host the teacher. And we just had the most wonderful time. And um, the Lord really opened a ministry through that time. And... um, After that, uh, there were other families within the church who had relatives who lived overseas and they wanted to come to Australia to study English. And so, therefore, I was asked if I might um, open my home to those students. And from there, it just sort of snowballed. And um, so, for 29 years, (laughs) I've been um, hosting students from um, different Asian countries, China, Japan, Thailand... Taiwan mainly and um, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful time and I've had many opportunities to um, discuss um, Christianity with them and um, every night at the uh, meal table we pray and um, it gives them opportunity to ask questions about the Christian life. and. Um, their parents uh, are just so thankful that um, um, they can come to Australia to study and so you know, I think just about every um, student's parents have invited me to their home. I've been to many of their homes. and. Um, It's just a wonderful opportunity to get to know their family and their families have been um, to my home as well over those years. And and we've formed these wonderful friendships and um, it's just a um, really great way to share the Gospel. Um, If you have room in your heart and room in your home, um, I just encourage you to um, just um, give it a go. (laughs) And um, you might be surprised. Thank you very much, Heather. Thank you. The
1: reason I asked those three ladies to come, um, actually, uh, Marie was, yes, very spontaneous yesterday because um, Noel got sick, so she was in that place. The reason I asked them is because we as a church are a community, and each one of us is influencing and impacting people. You all are helping young families or through prayer or hosting welcoming guests. So it's not only one person, it's all of us together to make that happen. All of us are impacting people's lives. Everyone who comes through the church door, you know, we are a testimony to them. But what happens throughout the week? Are we a testimony to people about our faith throughout the week? And I love the the story of Ruth and Naomi, because. They have lived life together and they've gone through hardship together. You all know the story well. Naomi has lost her husband, her two sons, her two daughter-in-laws of course have lost their husbands. But they did life together and in a foreign country with foreign gods. But still at the end, Ruth stayed with her mother-in-law and she said, your country is my country, your people are my people, even though she has not been there. And she said, your God is my God. In all the hurt, loss, loneliness in life, Ruth saw God in Naomi. And I think that is what is our mission in uh, the church, to allow others to see God and to help them to say, your God is my God. I've seen God, I've seen a strength in you, and this is what I want for my life. So my question to you this morning is, are we living a life where other people around us in our workplace, our neighbors, can say, your God is my God? I loved Mel's uh, little testimony of her son, that, you know, he saw, he brought others to church or invited them to home, uh, to the kids' club. And this is what, what we do, you know, we invite people to come and be part of our life. Are we doing that? I understand the story of Ruth and Naomi a little bit since I lost Lloyd last year, but I also have learned and I have seen that life with God works. But we need to take God into our situation, into our life, and allow Him to be part of it. That goes with struggles. It's not easy uh, coping with a new situation and I cannot imagine Naomi's situation with losing husband and two sons and being left alone and struggling with God. And we all struggle with God if we uh, come into situations we don't like. Like that grandmother who died and didn't see her grandchildren. And so we all can identify with challenges in life. There's not one here who has not had any challenges. But are we taking God into our situation and allowing him to transform our life using the challenging situations? And this is visible to people around us. I had a a grandmother and a mother who uh, were great testimony and inspiration to me. But when I had my own children, I realized how difficult it is to be an inspiration all the time. To be that example. And we know children learn best by example. And that is a big challenge to be an example to people about our faith when we struggle. But people also need to see that life with God is a challenge. It doesn't come easy, but it's a commitment and it is choice every day. And that's the inspiration I want us to be. That's my challenge for myself every day. When I make that choice, I'm living without Lloyd, but I'm living with God. And I don't need to do life by myself because God has left the Holy Spirit with us. Next week is Pentecost and uh, Jesus' last talk about to his disciples, his last pep talk, encouraging them for the last time before he went up to heaven, he said, better wait. he said that he's leaving the Holy Spirit with them. When he goes, he's leaving the Holy Spirit and then they will be his witness. And we all who are committed, have the Holy Spirit, and with that, having the Holy Spirit goes, we are His witness. The question is only, what kind of witness am I? Do people see the God I believe in? That is a big challenge, but it is possible, because God's Spirit is within us. And we have a wonderful mission statement this this year, so, I thought I'd put it up so that we all can see it and be reminded working with God in transforming people into passionate followers of Jesus. That's our mission statement. It's written on our bulletin every Sunday. How much do we do? We cannot transform people by ourselves, but we can join God in this transformation process. But first of all, we need to be transformed ourselves. We need to have that relationship with Jesus, not just on Sundays, but throughout the week. And then together with God, we are in that ministry of transforming people, transforming communities, and adding people to our church. But we have to be these passionate followers. It's a very big word, being a passionate follower because I need to be passionate about Jesus, about the life He has given. He has given everything. He has died for each one of us. He has given us love and forgiveness. Do we give love and forgiveness to the people around us? That was my last talk. And that's a challenge every day. It does not come out of our natural being, but it comes because the Holy Spirit is within us. And with the Holy Spirit, in us, we can make that choice every day to live a life with God, to be a testimony, to be a witness to the people around us. Not necessarily with words, but with our heart. To be an inspiration to the people. And then we can join and work with God in transforming people into passionate followers. When we are that example to be that passionate follower, and of course, the relationship is living, is a daily thing. If you, Those of us who are married or who have been married, you know, you cannot just on Sunday have that relationship. You have it every day. You need to live with that person. You need to talk, to communicate in order to build life together. And that's what Jesus wants. He wants us to live every day with him, to pray, to be in our community of other Christians, to read his word, to know him. Paul had this desire to know him. Jesus prayed in his last prayer in um, John 17. He said, now this is eternal life, that I know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Paul says many times, I want to know Christ. So our desire to know him will transform us, and then we will be the, this co-worker with Jesus, with God, in transforming people. Let us just make that decision every day to work with God, to be that passionate follower ourselves, and then to bring transformation together with God. He transforms through my witness, through my testimony, through my life. Let's go into that week and show people the God we believe in, so that they will see the God and say, your God is my God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much that we don't need to do life by ourselves, and that nothing is out of your control. Lord, you are there, you, are, you see us, you see our pain, you see our loss, you see our limited um, abilities, but you warned us that we are an inspiration because you have inspired us and you have given us your spirit. We don't need to do life alone, but we can plug into the spirit, the power we have, and to be that witness you want us to be. Help us, Lord, we cannot do anything by ourselves, but we can do everything with you, because you are the one who is there with us. And I thank you that we can learn. behind it on the journey of learning with you and learning with each other. I thank you for Mel and Heather and Marie who have given a glimpse of their lives and how they have been inspired and are inspiring other people to know you in raising their children, looking after students and uh, their grandchildren and other people in praying for. And Lord, you can use each one of us in our situations to be the witness that together we are in that business of transforming people into passionate followers of yours. In your name, Lord. Amen.